Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Carlos Pena, and this Ooh. is Placata Nation. I'm joined Placata by Nation. mi primo yes. from the Bronx. What's going on? You know it. You know it. You know Rod it. in the house. We in the building, baby. Placata Nation podcast coming to you live. So get ready. It's on. Rod, what you got? You know what you got? You got the lineup right there in front of you. You know, we just came off of a historic World Series, a fantastic World Series that you had. The Houston Astros beat the Philadelphia Phillies. This Astros team, Carlos, was a complete juggernaut from the beginning of the season all the way to the end. They were on a mission. They had a lot of doubters because of their past issues uh, in regards to their scandals. But um, they came through. They ran into another team in the Phillies, a team that no one expected them to be there. They came from a division that had 200-win teams. They fought through the playoffs to meet the big bat uh, Houston Astros. We got an amazing World Series, and the Astros uh, prevailed. Carlo, I need your thoughts, man. Uh, what do you think about the Houston Astros? They did it. They silenced a lot of haters out there. Well, you know, they had a lot to prove, uh, but they went out there and had a, a great season. They were dominant the entire year on that American League West, absolutely dominating everybody. And they held that lead for a long time, first place, winning over 100 games, 106 to be exact. In comparison to the Philadelphia Phillies, their trajectory was totally different winning only 86 games. Now, a very capable team. Perhaps there were some questions about their pitching at the beginning of the year. They were able to tighten that up uh, towards the end of the season. And yes, kind of sneak in to the postseason. The talent is evident. Yeah. No doubt yeah, about it. it. There's talent in that ball club. Yeah. But that brings the question. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is a new format in the postseason. But I have to say that I'm a little bit concerned with the fact that now teams are sneaking in and these teams that were so dominant during the regular season are now getting challenged by teams that perhaps did not post as well uh, during the year and I'm afraid that the regular season is losing a little bit of power now I think it's the perfect balance right now but I I'm we have to be very careful mm -hmm. that we don't take away a lot of uh, weight when it comes to the importance of winning during the regular season I agree with you 100%, but man, as a fan, as a baseball fan, the playoffs are awesome. I'm sorry, man. Like, you had the Mets. The Mets were a 101-win ball club. That's a team that I thought, between them and the Braves, one of those two teams are going to come out and represent the National League in the World Series. They got eliminated in the freaking playing game. That's insane. That was exciting. That's insane. I mean, the amount of fun. This was popcorn viewing. For, for baseball fans like you watch those games it was exciting i listen i get it and you know carlos much due respect 14 year pro you've played baseball for pretty much your entire life at the highest level and i understand i know it hurts you play 162 games but come on man let's be 100 real here that was fun that was fun because it was unexpected it was a total crapshoot Man, I, I am with you. It was so much fun to watch. All I'm saying is that we need to watch out, that we don't water down the importance of the regular season and the importance of actually winning a division. You know, yes, I'm all for it. Look, there's going to be teams now that at the trade deadline, they're going to make different choices simply because 86 wins 
to get you into the postseason. And we know that as soon as you get to the postseason, then it's all game. Anything can happen because it's all about who gets hot at the right moment. Unfortunately for the Mets, that didn't work out. Unfortunately for the Atlanta Braves, that didn't work out. Both of those teams won 101 games during the regular season, and they were out quickly. What about about the the Dodgers? Dodgers? The Dodgers. The Dodgers. Exactly. 111 wins. 111 wins, and they get eliminated by a team that had 89 wins during the regular season. And you're like, okay, that is a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, because it is a lot of fun. I love to see the the Titan being knocked down by maybe the lesser team that takes advantage of the opportunity, right? Because isn't that what it's all about? Like, hey, as soon as there's an opportunity, you seize it and you take advantage of it. So it's an interesting 100%. Let me challenge you. I talked about how March Madness for college basketball, I love it. It's exciting because you never know what could happen. You can have those Cinderella teams come out of nowhere. We kind of had that with the Phillies. And one of the things about these types of playoffs, especially, I guess, I go to March Madness, they love, fans love seeing, like you said, the Cinderella slay the dragon. That little team that comes out of nowhere to beat the big teams. And, I mean, the amount of excitement that creates for us as viewers, us as fans, it was great TV viewing. I do think personally that, yeah, you're right. At the end of the day, the regular season should matter, especially to those teams that put in that work and get those wins. What would you say it would be an advantage for for a team that wins like 110 games like the Dodgers? Like, what would you say? Well, I mean, I'm not sitting here trying to, like, make new rules or anything like that. But, I mean, even home field advantage, <laughs> which is precisely what that's uh, designed to do. It's like, hey, if you have a better record, you're going to get home field advantage. It's going to be difficult. It is more difficult to play on the road than it is at home. It is. I mean, as a player, I could tell you that personally, just simply being in your own bed is uh, an advantage. Okay? So, is that enough? I just don't think that's enough. Now, Going beyond that, like, what could be done? Like, are you going to give the, the team with a better record 2 nothing lead in every single game? Is that is that too much? You know what I'm saying? Like, now we're getting silly. All I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this, Rod. All I'm saying is that we cannot go any further. I think this 12-team format is absolutely perfect, where it kind of satisfies the need of the consumer, of the fan that's watching, of, of seeing that Cinderella story develop yeah. And that smaller team, maybe small market team. We cannot call Philadelphia a small market team. Yeah. Don't, do not get it twisted. Okay? No, no, they're I'm not. I'm not saying that. Not. But like, no. everyone wants to see that small market team, like the Guardians, take out a team like the Yankees. Yeah. And they almost did. They almost did. They came close. So, they very came close. close. Now, that close. would have been a crazy story. Yeah. And, yes, the regular yeah. season records are not you know, similar, you know, you see the, the teams that are winning over 100 games, you know, we had a, a few getting eliminated, but I, I like that. I think that's interesting. I know you play for the Tampa Rays. I know you still got that. Now, listen, hey, I get it. I get it. You guys, you guys slayed us a few times. I get it. Don't worry. It's exactly. fine. I, I used to love doing that. Now, I but you know, I, I respect that. Whenever we defeated the Yankees, whenever we defeated the Yankees or the Red Sox, or those big market teams, the Tampa Bay Rays, were the smaller, is a smaller yeah. market team, and we went toe to toe with them. And whenever we were able to defeat them, it just yeah. felt extra, extra good, man, because it was yeah. incredible satisfaction. Yeah. The you know David defeating Goliath, uh, you know analogy and story. Yeah, I, I love that. So yes, one hundred percent. No, that's why no, it was you're one hundred percent. You're one hundred percent right this, on that. This, and this year, 
Yeah, and but see, that's the funny thing. We're talking about that, but if you look about you look at the World Series, technically, like you said, these aren't two small market teams. The Astros aren't a small market team. The Phillies aren't a small market team. There's a lot of star power on both teams. And we got one heck of a World Series, Carlos. And I just want to bring you up to the big moment. Uh game six. Jordan Alvarez, the Cuban crusher. My man came up huge with a massive home run off of Alvarado. We had talked about this. Uh, Carlos, I need your thoughts on that move. Uh, Robbie Thompson taking out uh, Zach Wheeler. Was that the right move? Uh, I really cringed when I saw him take out Wheeler. And look, I'm not doing this in retrospect. At the moment, when I saw him walk out, I said, do not take Wheeler out. He was actually looking very good, pitching well, pitching inside effectively, elevating the fastball. I did not see anything going wrong on Wheeler's side. I would have let him ride. Then you're like, oh, let's play matchup. Lefty versus lefties. Keep this in mind, Rod. All right, listen. Alvarez Mm -hmm. hits Mm -hmm. lefties. So we're going to talk about batting average. Hits lefties better than righties. All right? Yes, the slugging percentage uh, from Alvarez versus righties is slightly higher. Uh, The OPS is slightly higher. But he is perfectly comfortable going lefty versus lefty. Another thing I'll say is, now that Alvarado is in, he made the pitch, the fastball. He threw it in the worst spot, which was middle of the way, a little bit, you know, the lower part of the zone. That is Alvarez's nitro zone. All right. He crushes those pitches there. That's his wheelhouse. That's his wheelhouse. It's his wheelhouse. So to lose game six, this is not why they lost the World Series. Don't get me wrong. But... Game no. six was lost in that particular moment. Yeah, it was 100 miles per hour. Very difficult yeah. to hit. Okay? But it was pitched, thrown at the worst spot you could possibly throw it against Alvarez. Yes. And Alvarez just went placata on it. Straight away center field, 450 foot. That was an absolute he missile. Did. I that's saw this a, that's live. That's I couldn't believe it. He placata nation. Placata <laughs> nation, you want to know what placata is. Go to game six of that <laughs> yeah. game and go look at what Jordan Alvarez did. So if yeah. I'm Thompson, I just crushed it. I don't I don't think that was the right move. Uh, obviously, he has got yeah. incredible yeah. baseball sense. And just for the record, I'm not yes. doing this in retrospect. In the moment, I said, please don't take Wheeler mm-hmm. out. He did. And then the rest is history. Mm-hmm. The Yankees held Jordan in check. He didn't kill them. Just like uh, Altuve didn't kill him. But you know who killed the Yankees and you know who killed the World Series? Our boy, Jeremy Peña. Does MLB have a new star in this kid? Because this kid has star written all over him. No, the answer is absolutely yes, 100%. It's been such a pleasure to watch him play this season. He had huge shoes to fill. Uh, Carlos Correa leaving the Astros. And, and now here comes this kid from the University of Maine. By the way, I relate. A lot to his story because he came very young from the Dominican Republic to the United States um, and grew up in the Northeast over there in New England, Rhode Island. Just went through the ranks, working working hard. The, the son of Jeronimo Peña, also a big leaguer. Very similar. Um, yes, very, very similar, similar stories. And here he is, you know, yeah. he's doing his thing. And not only was he the MVP of the World Series, just coming through in very key moments, making great defensive plays, getting key hits, but he also did it in the championship series, in the Yale championship series. So uh, he was yeah. great in the postseason. And do not forget that he yeah. hit that game-winning home run in that long game 
of 18 innings um, yeah. uh, against the Mariners, hitting the game-winning homer as well. So Damn. he had a monster. That kid brought it. Yes, he did. He brought yes, it. He did. He has got he everything. All he the was talent special. and the makeup. Like, of course, Rod, and do not forget that he carries the same last name. So, rightfully so, I'm going to be a, a huge <laughs> fan and a big body. I'm claiming him. I'm but claiming like him. I'm claiming I'm him. Claiming. You know, can we call him cousin? Uh, shoot, I'll, I'll jump I'm in that claiming bandwagon. him. He's one of ours. <laughs> I think he is. We got to do Carlos. Carlos, you got connects. We got to get research. We got to get let's, We got to get him on the show and be like, yo. Let's get on that. Are you from, you know, where in DR? Okay, uh, we got to get on that. I'm going to get my Sherlock Holmes hat on. We're going to figure this out. It's going to happen. Let's do it. Let's Don't do worry it. about it. So, um, big shout out to uh, Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker has been in baseball for an extremely long time. The man will forget more baseball than I will ever learn in my entire life. Huge amount of respect for that man. Uh, I love stories like this. A story of uh, redemption for the Astros. Now, granted, I am a Yankee fan, but that did hurt me seeing them win. But at the end of the day, you had a good man in Dusty Baker come in and win, win a World Series. We're looking at a Hall of Famer here. Um, a lot of... Uh managerial wins uh, that just pile up and the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, but he, he yeah. was missing that one, one uh, elusive yeah. treasure uh, of winning a championship. And he was able to accomplish that this season. Mm -hmm. Look, every single player yeah. I talked to loves playing for Dusty Baker, a true leader, players manager as well. What does that mean? Look, man, he gets the best out of his players, period. Okay. And taking over, inheriting yeah. so much difficulty, a team that was going through some struggles, um, yeah. inside that clubhouse yeah. and seemingly I'll say seemingly seamless because I know it was not that easy seems, he seems yeah. to bring that ball club together and oh. all of a sudden they go out there and they're firing all cylinders and they yeah. dominate all season and then finally are yeah. able to just cap it off at the end with a championship hats off to Dusty yeah. Baker ironically I have a question of the day um, from the Bronx from a man Johnny Coco uh, he uh, wants to know, yeah, Johnny Coco, shout out to you, my That's man. That's a pretty cool uh, name, man. <laughs> Carlos, what is the perfect swing? You have mentioned something about a perfect swing. I think he's alluding to the fact that I've said a high probability swing, uh, an optimal swing, but I do not like the word perfect. Methods are many, but principles are few. Right. In hitting, a perfect swing it really does not exist. Being on time, that is important. 100% timing is important because when you are on time, then your biomechanics will be optimized because there's nothing that you have to do to adjust right. your movement to fit in your movements because you have time to make sure that you execute them. Timing, number one yeah. principle. All I hear is about analytics and I hear about exit velocity and launch angle. Does that even matter? Like, where does that come in? Rod, the ball is round and the bat is round. Okay. So right there, there's a built in <laughs> error. Okay. Because you have to hit a square and you have a round bat and a round ball. So that, that'll just drive you crazy. So launch angle. Launch angle happens after you hit the baseball. Okay. So it's not, I'm trying to scoop it from underneath to hit it up in the air. I recommend young hitters like Johnny, hey man, let's get on plane mm -hmm. with the trajectory of the baseball, okay? That is the ideal path. And let's be on time. That way you can maximize your personal biomechanics. If you do that, 
then you are doing the best you could possibly do at that particular moment. Continue to work on your swing. That never stops, okay? You're always going to keep on sharpening that swing. But being on time and staying in line with the trajectory of the pitch are principles, Okay, I hate when I go on TikTok or Instagram and I hear guys say, this is what you should do. This is, this is the only way you need to sway. I shy away from those guys. I don't, I don't like that. This is not a cookie cutter program. Be on time, be on plane, and make your best move. All right. Now, Carlos, I want to go back uh, to the World Series real quick. Uh, one of the most astonishing things of the World Series was Game 3. The Phillies absolutely washed the Astros, like washed them to the point where myself included and a lot of other people, they were thinking, is this it for the Astros? And then in game four, the Astros come out and pitch a combined no hitter. Uh, Carlos, quickly, uh, what are your thoughts on that achievement? They just shut them down, um, throwing a no hitter, uh, a commanding, convincing no hitter, a combined no hitter, but Javier, Montero, um, Abreu uh, came in second after Javier and Presley at the end with that nasty cutter. Um, Look, they answered the the call, right? And um, just talks about how determined they were. And then they went ahead and won game uh, five and then forget it, game six at home. So this leads me actually to the quote of the day. Og Mandino, greatest salesman in the world, failure will never undertake you if your determination to succeed is strong enough. And that's something that we can apply to our own lives. Let's just keep on uh, pressing forward despite our failures, despite uh, how many times we fall down, you just keep on getting back up and trying one more time. And then one more time. And then one more time. That's that determination to succeed makes all the difference. Yeah. I agree, and it kind of goes back to even what we were talking about when we were giving our flowers to uh, Dusty Baker. He kept getting up, and this was his biggest opportunity, and guess what? He got it. You can't give up on yourself. You got to keep going. You may fall down. You may fall down more than once. You may fall down more than three times. You got to keep at it. You got to give yourself the opportunity. Every opportunity you need to win, to position yourself for victory, get up and do it. That's it, man. Dusty Baker capitalizing uh, there on the opportunity, but he just kept on coming. Uh, when you look at his story, it teaches you a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty much a, an example of that quote of the day. And this is why it's very fair, fitting uh, when we talked about the World Series, Dusty Baker's uh, legacy and what he's been able to accomplish in this, in this game. And listen, go yeah. out and get, recommendation here, the greatest salesman in the world by Ogmandino. It's an unbelievable book it has been instrumental in my life maybe we can discuss it as we go along here in the next few episodes and talk about some of the wonderful quotes black at the nation go get ogmandino the greatest salesman in the world um and you will not regret it all right so that's it for today's uh, episode thank you so much for joining us until next time see you soon Blackata. deuces <laughs> Later. Boom. Blackout. Out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.